0: For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files Internet Video Program, please visit ExMormonFiles.com. That's ExMormonFiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'd
1: like to introduce tonight Kim Jenkins. Appreciate you coming down from Idaho. Thank you. I'm <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> well, nice to have you. The weather's been good, and so we appreciate you coming. Thanks. So you were LDS, of course. and uh, uh, I was. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your growing up as a Latter-day Saint.
2: Well, I I come from uh, probably five, six generations of of LDS. Wow. And um, um, grew up in uh, Idaho Falls, Idaho.
1: Wow. That's a uh,
2: lot of Mormons there. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably 80, 90%. Wow. So, but... um,
1: Your mom and dad, of course, were Latter-day Saints.
2: They they are. They're very
1: active. uh, My dad's deceased, but my mom's still alive. And uh, my dad was a bishop when I was growing up. How was that, being a... Bishop's son that puts a little extra pressure on it does you know
2: they always you know that'll saying the bishops kids are the ones that rebel more yeah. than the others but but it uh, it was it was good I mean um, my parents taught me good values yeah and uh, we're you know very loving parents it's oh, um, wonderful but my dad was a bishop for five to seven years yeah and uh, you know we, we grew up on a farm uh, and so you um, we didn't get to see him that much. You yeah. know, he's either bishoping or or, <laughs> or working, working, and we're yeah. always working with, you know, on the farm yeah. as well. But uh, my mom, um, um, she was a release society president and uh, became a stake release society president later on in her life. So very
1: active so. family and we went to the temple there in Idaho Falls, I guess, yeah. a lot. Yeah.
2: So, um, yeah, we'd go to the temple on a regular basis and yeah. worried about, devout Mormons. Mm-hmm. Um, still and
1: you are, grew up in primary and scouter, I guess, and every, yeah, all the stuff Yeah, did the, the typical
2: youth. Mormon thing, you know, <laughs> the, the scouting, the primary, um, you know, priest quorum and ironic yeah. uh, priesthood. and mm-hmm. Did you take seminary? took seminary, but I wasn't that active um, oh, weren't you? in high school. I, yeah. I kind of was in and out of it. I was <laughs> kind of rebellious a little bit in high school. <laughs> I
1: don't think you're the only one that that happens to. <laughs> so, but,
2: but uh, and then um, you know, later on, I served a mission. In, oh, really? Uh, Where'd you go? Uh, Santa Rosa, California.
1: Oh, how was that experience?
2: Well, you know, I did have good experiences. Yeah. Um, baptized, oh, probably 10 people. Hmm. Um, but I, it, I wouldn't say it was probably the best experience of my life. Yeah? Um, did you I, think uh, it
1: was then when you, you were know, going through it? Or You know,
2: even then... Um, I mean, I had some spiritual experiences, and we would talk about Jesus Christ. Hmm. But uh, I always felt like there was something wrong, you know. Um, never could put my finger on it. Yeah. Uh, we'd go door to door, you know, trying to you know get in people's houses to you know teach them about the Book of Mormon and Joseph Smith. Right. And it it never really occurred to me c- occurred until now. Of course, um, now that I can put my you know put my thumb on it. Put your on finger it. on it. Yeah, yeah. I put my finger on it. And But it was, I always remember thinking back, why are we trying to push the Book of Mormon and we're not
1: really pushing the Bible? You really thought that as a missionary? I did. See, I was totally oblivious to that. I went out, it wasn't until many years later, even before I became Christian, but I, I, then all of a sudden one day I was thinking, you know, all I did was preach Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon out there. And you felt that same thing. I felt the same thing. Yeah.
2: And, um, I guess growing up as a, as, as, a, as a young man, you know, you hear the songs of, you know, I hope they call me on a mission, yeah, i a yeah. or two. You know, we're, we're programmed from, from the right. time we can walk until we're 19 um, to go on a mission and sure. commanded by the prophet. Right. And um, when I got out there, it wasn't like I thought it was going to be. Mm. Maybe I was a little naive farm boy yeah. from, from Idaho. But uh, I realized there was, there was a lot of politics in the mission mm. amongst the missionaries and the mission president and I was pretty depressed.
1: Really? Um, I don't so it, it didn't turn out to be quite what you thought. It, it wasn't. Yeah. And, now you went through the temple to go on a mission, right? And, and take out or do what they do, take out endowments and, mm-hmm. on and so on. Do you, do you feel like you had a testimony of Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon though? Um, I, I felt
2: like I did. Yeah. You know, I had read the Book of Mormon and prayed about it and, and had that feeling yeah. uh, you know, that, it was, that it was true. And I and maybe, you know, for Joseph Smith, it was just the upbringing of hearing the stories hmm. that, you know, it was kind of like an idolized, you know, idol, right. you know, uh,
1: praise to the man. Exactly. <laughs>
2: praise to the man. Yeah. Um, but growing up, you know, we heard certain stories. Yeah, and of course I know now there are half truths. <laughs> we didn't get the complete story, you know, kind of like the Paul Harvey, you know. Yeah, you know, here's the rest, the rest of the of story. The story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh. but after I served my mission, um, you know, I came home, and and of course I remember the mission president. You know, every mission missionary has that interview. You sure. You know, yeah. when you, what are you going to do when you go home? Right. You know, you're supposed to go go to college, get your education, and, and find a wife get as married. soon as possible. Yeah you know, so you can start that that, <laughs> that that next step. Right. And so, I served a mission, um, and then in 1987, I uh, I was married, and uh, we got married in the temple.
1: Oh, Idaho Falls? Idaho Falls yeah. Temple.
2: And uh, I farmed with my dad for a while, hmm. um, during those early years, and uh, six children.
1: Oh, uh, five my. Five girls and one boy. Wow. And, and so, you know, and, uh, and you were active in the church at this point, still. I was. I've, I've always been active. I was yeah. always active in the church.
2: Um, you know, I served callings, um, You know, from being a ward missionary, stake missionary, to a Sunday school teacher. Wow. I was in the elders' quorum presidency. Yeah. Um, gospel Doctrine teacher. Um, wow. And, you know, just kind of. You know, well, so anyone looking
1: at you would certainly assume that you had a good, strong testimony of the gospel, and uh, you probably bore your testimony from time to time on fast Sundays. And I assume
2: I, I did, and yeah. and you know I truly believed, and did you? and did what what I could, you know, in the, in the church. Yeah. Um, of course, I mean I'll admit I'm a sinner, <laughs> and people who know me know that I'm a you know, yeah. uh, you know I have my weaknesses, I have my faults, my sins. But I did try to live uh, the LDS gospel as best as, as best I could. Yeah. But
1: Did you ever have any questions then about the church? I mean, even uh, you had the question on the mission that we weren't pushing or teaching Jesus enough. But did you ever have any other questions after your mission and well, things that bothered you?
2: Things that I guess bothered me um, early on um, was the control. Hmm. I guess I'm the type of person that I don't like to be controlled. Yeah. And it just seemed like, even when I was a teenager, and even after my mission, and I was married, that the control that the bishop had, with hmm. the stake president, and all the way up,
1: yeah. of this checks and balances, hmm. and it always bothered me. Really. And <laughs> do you just assume that was the structure and that was God's plan and? Yeah, I, I, I did. I realized okay, this this is the only true church. I and mean, that's why you kept and staying with it, I guess. But it, it was and, yeah. and,
2: and you know, this is just his plan and this is his church and this is the only true church. And so, you know, do your best to fall in line and okay. and do what you're told. Don't question. Yeah. You know, but always in the back of my mind I was always a little yeah. <laughs> a little sense of rebellion there.
1: Was there anything doctrinal that ever kind of bothered you?
2: Um you know, doctrinal. You know, we were always taught that, you know, we uh, the the Book of Mormon was the most correct book upon the face of the earth. Right. And of course, being taught in the LDS Church, we're we're made to believe that we have all this archaeology and all this evidence.
1: They don't really talk about it, but there's that sense that yeah, it's just out there. It's just yeah. Look at all the ruins in South America or Central America exactly. or something. And
2: I mean, even on my mission, we had a a video that we would show the our investigators. Yeah. Through of the ruins in yeah. in, in South America. <laughs> like, and I really thought these yeah. were the true ruins and we would show it to him and say, "Look, you know, look at all these, you know, the archaeology, the, the yeah. temples and the buildings and, and all these things." Uh, it wasn't until later on that I that I realized there was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Shocking, wasn't it? Oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was it was shocking and sad. Yeah. Because um, I, re- I started realizing that the things that I was taught of the history, and were not true, and that they were telling me things that were half truths or yeah. sugar Yeah. And uh, what else was
1: there? Any, I mean, um, the Book of Mormon, obviously, with the DNA and archaeology and all. Where are the swords and the chariots and all that kind of stuff? Exactly. Uh, that was shocking. It, I it, have to was. admit, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and and, I mean, they couldn't produce anything. Right. Um, Joseph Smith, some of the things that I, I questioned in the back of my mind, never really brought out until I started coming out
1: Yeah,
2: was, you know, Joseph Smith and his and his wives. You know, I'd heard that he was a polygamist, but they never did talk about it yeah. in church. It you
1: know, he realized that he'd married, or took wives that were, even married some of them. Exactly. Right? And yeah. and teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that amazing? You yeah. know, with the things that we found out later on. But, um, uh, and the Mormons don't generally, what you're talking about, the archeology span the, and the wives of Joseph and other things, a masonry in the temple and those kinds of things. We just don't really, what is it we're missing there as active Latter-day Saints? Are we just uh, naive or what? I, th-
2: I think there is some naivism there. Um, I also think they have, uh, just like Jesus said to the, the, the Pharisees, you know, uh, the Jews, you, know, you have scales on your eyes and how I wish I could put, you know, salve on your eyes to take those scales <laughs> off so you could actually see really what what you, you know, what you're following yeah. here. Yeah. And uh,
1: there really is something to that, isn't there? there about is. about having uh, having eyes and not being able to see.
2: There there is. And and you know, I've done enough research over the years. I actually started um, investigating it. it was probably 8 years ago. And it wasn't intentional. It just happened. Um, what, studying, studying things
1: or what? Well, I
2: always like to go into Barnes & Noble
1: yeah. and look
2: at books yeah. and read. And, and I always was intrigued by um, secret societies. Oh. And as I was scanning through um, you know, the aisles, I, see, I saw this book actually laying on a table. It must have been a new book. And it said yeah. secret societies. So I picked it up, started going through it. And lo and behold, I see pictures of people dressed in the Mormon temple clothing. And the handshakes and the death oaths wow. and these things. And I'm thinking, well, they're calling the Mormons a secret, a secret society. I mean, wow, I was just kind of like set back. So as I looked through the book and I went to the index, I mean, I was trying to find the word Mormon.
1: Yeah. There was
2: nothing in there about the Mormon church. So you flip back and what was it about? It was about the Freemasons.
1: Oh my goodness. So, so you realized then that Mormonism had taken all of this from Freemasonry. Exactly. That was shocking to me, too. Yeah. I, I just didn't, didn't have a clue about that.
2: So I had heard about the book, uh, Fawn Brody's um, No Man Knows My History. Right. So I picked it up in, the, in Barnes & Noble yeah. and just kind of really quick went through it. And I realized that Joseph Smith had joined the Freemasons in March of 1842, I believe it was. Right. And two months, two months later, in May of 1842,
1: had <laughs> introduced the temple ceremony. My goodness. And I
2: thought, whoa, okay, there's a connection. Yeah. And then I'd also read in that book that uh, when he was killed in Carthage jail, that he had killed two people on yeah. his way out. Yeah. Well, I hadn't heard that story before.
1: <laughs> Didn't <laughs> so, quite go like a lamb to the slaughter, right? <laughs> no. And
2: so it's kind of like, okay, there's two things here that yeah. have really hit me. So I went home and I told my wife, I said, man, I've really seen something here that, yeah. that I'm questioning. Well,
1: what would she and I, think?
2: And she says, what are you doing looking at anti-Mormon material? And I said, well, this was an anti-Mormon, <laughs> the, the Secret Society's book.
1: Yeah. And
2: she wouldn't listen. Of course, she ran to the bishop and told the bishop.
1: So did you end up talking to the bishop? So I got called into the bishop. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and what'd he eat? says, what's
2: going on? I hear you got some questions. Yeah. And I, I, I you know, uh, approached him with these questions that I had. And he just basically said, you know, what does this have to do with your eternity? It doesn't really matter. You know, just brush under the table and just read your Book of Mormon. Wow. <laughs> and so I kind of thought, well, wait a minute. He didn't answer my questions. I want these questions to be answered.
1: Yeah, they're legitimate questions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you, and if the church has truth it should be able to stand up to scrutiny, as people say, or at exactly. least be able to stand up to what is true. Exactly. So what else did he say? Well, basically
2: left that that day, and, of course, I wasn't satisfied. I yeah. wanted to know some things. And so I kind of <laughs> got a library card, as Sean McCraney says. <laughs> I started studying. So I started, you know, as, I, as in my travels, I was in cells. I would go from Idaho to Utah, and yeah. I was always stopping at the libraries in mm. my break time or whatever, and just trying to study up things. Well, these two little questions that I had turned into a, an iceberg. It was like, oh my heavens, there is a lot here that I haven't been told about.
1: That's a good analogy, the, the isn't it? The little tip there, <laughs> and there's a whole big iceberg yeah. underneath. Yeah, it's it, a good it,
2: analogy. It was, and I mean, it was from the Book of Mormon, the archeology span to the DNA to, um, the plagiarism, you know, in the Book of Mormon, from the Bible, and yeah. and things like that.
1: That's amazing. And
2: then it was the Joseph Smith and his wives, yeah. and found out that he had, you know, wives as young as was it fourteen, I think, yeah. and nine. I think it was nine other women that were for other men's wives
1: that were married already. Were married. Yeah.
2: And and then it was, you know, the Book of Abraham.
1: Oh, Which, that was a big one for me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I hope wow. people will check that out, the Book of Abraham, because that's shocking.
2: It, it really is. Yeah.
1: I mean, any one of these really, don't they, t- indicate to you that this isn't a prophet? Yeah. Yeah.
2: It, and that's what occurred to me. And then the Freemasons, yeah. and and what uh, Joseph Smith took from the Freemasons into the into the you know the temple, and um, I mean, it just snowballed. Wow and I realized this was probably about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago uh, I realized the Mormon Church isn't true I But I thought to myself well, i'm going to stay in this because you've got a wife, I and got kids. a wife, oh. and I have kids, my business, you know my family i mean the, the deep rooted um, in yeah. in the Mormon church. And I thought, well, i'm just going to stay in this and pretend and just go through it all, pretend until I die <laughs> Oh and, boy! And that happened for about three to four years. Did it really? And I would go to church. I'd have callings. I was a ward missionary. I taught gospel doctrine. And during this time, during this whole time, and the bishop knew because I'd been in there in and out quite a few times. Um, still not answering still any still questions. Still not answering any <laughs> questions. And um, uh-huh. as I would do my callings, I every time I'd go to Sunday to church, it was just harder and harder to go.
1: To you listen could, to, to what they had to say. And yeah. what did you think about Jesus at this point during these um, three to four years? And...
2: You know, I didn't think a lot. I mean, I, I knew there was a God, but I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Because Mormon doctrine is that, you know, we can all become gods. And Jesus was just, you know, more righteous and, and came along, first, came along and, first. And we can yeah. become like him. Um, <laughs> I mean, I believed in the atonement. Right. You know, the, but I didn't...
1: So you, during this three- to four-year thing, you were still probably in the same Mormon mentality of, of who Jesus is. Exactly. Yeah. I was that way, too, in studying. It just He was still my older brother, and mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know him. Yeah. Yeah. So how? what happens after the three or four years?
2: Well, after going, uh, and I knew the church wasn't true. And during this time frame, um, there was more and more tension on our marriage. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, there was the... Because she just wouldn't look at anything, nothing, mm. and and so I started getting angry and <laughs> upset because you know I wanted her to see these things and she wouldn't see them. She just thought I was losing my testimony. I was an apost, you know, apostatizing, yeah. and more and more contention, you know, in the marriage and in the family. And one day I went to church, came home, and I took my my gospel doctrine book and my scriptures and I put them on the counter in the kitchen I said and the whole family was in there I said I'm done oh boy I'm not going back it's just too much <laughs> and this was actually in the spring of 2008 wow when I, when I did that well of course you can imagine the, the shock the shock uh, of you know everybody were the going.
1: kids aware of some of this I don't know how, what their I mean, ages are but are they
2: my my three oldest kids were yeah they were aware of what was going on mm-hmm. And um, my son and my, well, my oldest daughter would, were going to seminary. And especially my son, he would come home after confronting his seminary teacher, you know, about certain questions, questions. that we had discussions on that would turn into arguments. Oh, boy. Because he was like a junior, uh, sophomore junior at this time. And... Um,
1: Probably took after dad. Yeah, he looked after <laughs> dad, and you
2: know, whole, so, so we'd have these discussions. But when I when I finally said, "I'm not going back. I'm done."
1: Yeah.
2: Um, of course, the shock of, of everybody, and that was in 2008, spring of 2008. So that whole next year um, was a lot of sadness and contention in the yeah. family.
1: Now, did you feel guilty? Did you feel? Depressed, or a, oh, I had a a horrible, a horrible
2: shame, guilt, depression. Cause
1: you're, you're because here you're jeopardizing families, our forever kind of things. Exactly. I thought yeah. I was, you know,
2: I was the one breaking the it's chain. It's so hard. And I had these feelings of, you know, that I had let everybody down. Yeah. In fact, my children would even say, "Well, Dad, you taught us as children this. I
1: know.
2: You know, and now you, 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 you now you're you you do not believe it anymore." And of course, their mother wasn't helping any yeah, you know, I'm sure she either, was way
1: either. Helping feed that or something. And,
2: and once you know, the church knew that the, the local leaders knew that I had, you know, made that decision. Yeah. They would then come in, even closer. Um, oh. My son was then the uh, uh, for his home teaching. Yeah. Um, he was the junior companion to one of the bishopric. Wow. You know, and our bishop would come in. You know those kind of things.
1: Well, so. I know there's a joyful side to this story, and so we better <laughs> get into it. Get I can't it. believe how fast our time has gone. Tell us about now you've you've found Jesus. Should, can we ask how your Christian Jesus is different than your Mormon <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Um, during that spring of two or that year of two thousand nine or two thousand eight, um, I had a friend that uh, used to cut my hair, and, and she was an ex-Mormon. Her and her husband, and mm. she. She was telling me, well, you should go to Calvary Chapel and just check it out.
1: A non-denominational church. Yeah, yeah.
2: you can dress the way you want to dress. And, and so I thought, you know, I wasn't going anywhere at the time.
1: Yeah.
2: And after probably about a month or so, I decided I would go just to check it out. So I got on my, my Levi's. and Well, actually, it wasn't Levi's. It was, it was you know, slacks and, yeah. and a dress shirt. Yeah. It wasn't white. <laughs> <laughs> Which is um, a
1: nice change. But... And, and
2: went to Calvary Chapel. Well, it was, of course, strange to me. Yeah. anything that I'd ever been to. Um, well, that day, they actually took of communion. And Pastor, uh, I still go to that church, Pastor Rick uh, has, was speaking. And and the music before the sermon, um, I liked. It was a little wild, you know, yeah. compared to what I was used to. But then he actually gave his sermon. But it was praising
1: God, Obed, or it, Jesus, right? It was.
2: And, and the whole time they it's were totally praising different. God and speaking of, of, of Jesus. Yeah. Which was different. Yeah. And then they took a communion and they had the little cracker.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and of course, I thought maybe it was wine I was drinking, um, but it was grape Great juice. Grape juice, yeah. As I took that, um, it just hit me. I started bawling.
1: Is that right?
2: I couldn't contain myself. I mean, I had my head down, you know, because I wanted people to see me. And it was like, wow, what is
1: this? Just the Spirit of, just God, the Spirit just of God just the Spirit of God just
2: came in. And for 2009, I went off and on to Calvary Chapel. I'd go back to the Mormon church because my kids would have a, a talk or something yeah. going on. And, you know, trying to support them, the family, because we, had, we didn't split up at that time.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, during that whole 2000, 2008 into 2009, I, 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 I liked what I was seeing and hearing. And I wanted to be baptized as a Christian. Wow. So in in April 11th or April 9th of 2009, they had a revival down at the River Snake River, at Fremont Park, and I said, "I'm going to be baptized."
1: You got baptized as so a Christian. I was
2: baptized as a Christian. Well, the funny thing is that morning, my mother called and my oldest sister called and left messages on my cell phone because I didn't pick them up, and told me, "Do not join that, that non-denominational cult. <laughs> You're going to go to hell for it. Yeah. You know all these things." Well, I was baptized, well, it was a week later, the bishop calls me in, and he says, we need to talk, Mm -hmm. and I knew what it was about, and he gave me the ultimatum to, well, we're going to have a church court and have you excommunicated, or you can give us a letter to have your name taken off. Mm What would you you do? I I said, you're not going to excommunicate me, (laughs) because how can you excommunicate me? I did nothing wrong. I'm following the Lord out of the Bible and you want to excommunicate me for that.
1: And one of the things that they say in the LDS and we've heard this too is that we lose the spirit because we've lost the gift of the holy ghost, but you found it in I I in found your it Christian walk, didn't you?
2: I did. And so I sent him a letter and we were still together in uh, well my, now my ex-wife. Um and after I sent the letter and got the letter back from Salt Lake she said you know we don't have a marriage anymore Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's just temporal it's not eternal you destroyed the family Mm -hmm. and we we split up in in uh, october of 2009 oh dear and we were we were split up for a year and a half before we actually divorced wow um
1: kim i hate to even tell you this our time is totally gone You've got just a few seconds. What, would you say something to the LDS people to give them some guidance or counsel just in a few seconds? Sorry. Okay. <laughs>
2: um, what I would tell the LDS people is if you're having questions um, of the doctrine and the history, which so many people do, uh, don't be afraid. Investigate it and, and you know, ask questions. Uh, if it's true, there's, you would have nothing to fear. But if it's not true, then you need to... Um, you know, decide what you're going to do um, for your life and you may lose everything but it's worth it
1: to oh. the Lord so. Kim, thank you so much for coming down from Idaho I appreciate that and, you know, you are following the gospel of Joseph Smith or the gospel of Jesus Christ it's your choice anyway, good night see you next week